The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to It Came From Radio, the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me once again for huh, the foreseeable future and most of this year via social distancing is none other than the Life with Jen or G's, Jen Elise Feldy. Hello, everyone, and Merry Christmas. That's right. Um, ironically, this show will air after Mer- uh, Christmas, but it will be our last show of the year, despite the fact that we're actually going to record one more show before the end of the year. So we're kind of in between Christmas and New Year's. But yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. And it can be Christmas every day with the right attitude. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. There was a, uh, I think it was a book that got turned into a cartoon called Christmas Every Day. I used to love that cartoon. So it's about this girl. She had a, uh, she made a wish that it would be Christmas every day. And then that's what happened. So every day it was Christmas. And you know, looking at it now as an adult, the logistics of it in my mind are, 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 are going all crazy. But um, they, every morning they woke up and it was Christmas. But it wasn't like a time loop. It was a new Christmas. But they always got the same gifts every time. So they got a puppy. Mm-hmm. And so then the next day they got a puppy and so on and so forth. And, you know, for however many days they got a new puppy, 365 new puppies. So I'm like, well, but, where did the puppy come from? Right. And where did well, they then that's a-, a whole nother that's a whole nother <laughs> story of where puppies come from, where babies <laughs> come from. Now it turns into a different type of movie. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, how do they get the money to buy the stuff if every day is Christmas and everything is closed? So that 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 kind of you know destroyed the illusion. But if you just kind of <laughs> just sit it as a kid and just watch it, it was a very entertaining thing. You'll probably see it on YouTube. They probably air it on a probably air it in an Well, app. you don't need money to get stuff because you have Santa. Yes, yes. Christmas every day. You should, you There's Santa. Should Don't ruin Santa. What, what do you think you're making? Ruining Santa <laughs> on shows for children? Because that's what I did last week. <laughs> really? Yeah, I went on a children's show and I almost ruined Santa and then I caught myself and I and then I started quoting Jeffrey Epstein. Was that was so that the was four minutes? Was that the four minutes that you were talking about on social media? Uh, yeah, within the first four minutes, I think I quoted Epstein and almost ruined Santa. And then later on, I was referring to uh, Marina Abramovich and spirit cooking. All right. <laughs> on a children's show. <laughs> yes. But so, actually, I got great reviews. So it apparently went over very well. Well, so there you go. Uh, it was a silver lining. <laughs> I so, guess so. I was freaking out the whole show, though. So on this week's show, we're going to have our Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man's Pronto with his comic book pick of the week. Um, we will have, or I will have a discussion about the new one woman movie, and we're going to have another Jay Bird and Lee segment. Um, but before we do any of that, we have to take it away with the news. Yeah. It's time. The news is brought to you in part by fine folks of the Big Apple Con, in which we are the official radio show of celebrating over 25 years of comic bookness and pop culture stuff. 
For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. And their next convention in theory will be on May 1st and May 2nd of 2021. Also want to give out shout outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Onji Kun, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Huracan, and Yasmin and Ray. If you want to have your own little shout out and help our show grow, go to www.patreon.com and look up a came from the radio in the search bar. And just for a measly dollar, you can get a shout out on our show. We also have other stuff. Um, I know you can submit a question to be read live on the air. You can uh, get the show early. And we also have for uh, the big spenders, we have, uh, what was it? What was it? 5000 Was it $5,000? I forget how much it was. Do you remember? Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. We haven't mentioned this in a long time. But we're gonna say for five thousand. I'm fine with five thousand. That's great. <laughs> for five thousand dollars, you can get a day with our very own co-host Janelise Feldy, consisting of two, count of one, two prepared and cooked meals, along with the recipes by and from her Keys to the Life guidebook. Uh, in mm-hmm. addition to that, you get a personal training workout session for you and a friend at her personal gym. In addition to all the other perks. So yeah, if you're in the spending mood, you have a couple extra bucks for the for the blowout of the year. That's a great gift for people who want to get into the healthy uh, lifestyle. Yeah, so Jeff Bezos, if you're running Amazon or if you're owning Walmart and if you're not in the small business world, then you have lots of money to spend. So that's like everybody right now, right? Yeah, and everybody wants to be healthy. Who doesn't want to lose their, uh, <laughs> was it the Corona 15? Is that what they called it? The pandemic 15 pounds everybody got? <laughs> Yes, that's, well, that's Corona what fifteen. For. You can lose it by just going to the bathroom. That <laughs> happened to a lot of people. <laughs> so that's the news. Um, as always, we start off with the sad news. Uh, let's see. Animator Douglas P. Crane recently died from cancer. Uh, Douglas had a hand in animating. Are you enjoying that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you hear that? You hear I hear you going. Jom, jom, jom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I thought no one heard it. Okay. Oops. <laughs> well, I'm like, wow. She's like, this is really good. Uh, sad news. <laughs> now. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, okay. Animator Douglas <laughs> Crane died recently from cancer. I feel sorry. You're animator, laughing during not, someone's I'm death. Not laughing at you're dying from cancer. <clears throat> Douglas oh, had a hand in animating such cartoons as. The original Mighty Thor, the original Spider-Man, I Am the Greatest, the Maha- Adventures of Muhammad Ali. I forgot he had a cartoon. Uh, Challenge of the Super Friends, the original Godzilla, which was uh, Gazuki, the first heavy metal, the movie, uh, Trollicans, the Smurfs, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, She-Ra, Princess of Power, as well as the film, He-Man and She-Ra, The Secret of the Sword, uh, Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. I remember that movie, but I never saw it. Uh, Brave Star, The Pirates of Dark Water, and Beavis and Butthead do America just name a few. Um, were you familiar with any of those uh, cartoons? Um, yeah, I, I, I've seen a few flash on the screen and then flash away. Sounds like he was a busy guy. I hope he had a good life while he was here and rest, is, rest in peace or paradise. So, uh, yeah, he was a, in, uh, a spry, 85 years old. Um, I mean, those, those, just those titles just name a few is like if you were part of a certain age, that mm-hmm. was your uh, your life right there. So he she had a hand. the Smurfs, He-Man. Mm-hmm. So he had a hand in creating that and bringing that to life. So, you know, he would be He was big this. in the time before flat screen TVs. Because I remember hearing these things and seeing them on the big bumbly mm-hmm. TVs that a lot of people nowadays probably don't even know about. 
which I still have two of. So yes. Mm-hmm. It's hard um, to get them. You're trying to get them for two different movies, and no one could find them. Huh. Well, I mm-hmm. have. I have one right here. I'm That's looking at it right now. <laughs> People are going to be contacting you for big television, so please don't throw them out. Seriously, uh, I'll do, take it from you. Does it have to be working? No, no, no. Okay. We just need it for televisions, actually. Okay. Just for All old right. school stuff. Yeah, yeah. Keep that stuff. Good People to know. It. Yeah, high in demand. Um, so for more sad news, actor Jeremy Andrew Bullock also died recently from complications from Parkinson's disease. Uh, Jeremy appeared in such films as A French Mistress, The Devil's Agent, The Dawn Killer, Can You Keep It Up for a Week, ha! Escape from the Dark, The Spy Who Loved Me, Octopussy, and comic book the movie, just to name a few. On the small screen, Jeremy appeared in such shows slash TV movies as Counterattack, The Checkered Flag, Billy Bunter of Greyfriar School, The Newcomers, Agony Robin of Sh- wait, Agony, Robin of Sherwood, two different shows, uh, Jenny's War, Faith, Bone Kickers, Dr. Yule Stryker, just name a few. Um, of course, Jeremy is best known for his role as Boba Fett in the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi films. Um, of note, much like uh, Darth Vader actor David Prowse, who also died uh, this year, uh, did not provide the voice of the character in any of the scenes in his films. Uh, Jen, would you, uh, do you, I'm, I'm sure you probably haven't heard of these movies or TV shows, but I know you're not a big fan of Star Wars, but do you know who Boba Fett is? Uh, who, who the Fett? Boba Fett? Boba Fett. No, no, it sounds like a type of drink that Boba drank, <laughs> which I've actually never tried. I've never tried Boba, no. Um, I've, I've heard of Octopussy, never saw it. The Spy Who Loved Me, I've seen it. That's about it. I think I need to go see more movies after this. I'm totally in the dark. Um, so if you were a fan of Star Wars, like you knew exactly who this guy was. And we actually commented <laughs> on it with um, when Darth Vader, when David Prowse had died. I was like, these the two people who really got the, the short end of the stick, of, of the Star Wars stick. Like, you know, everybody mm-hmm. else went on. They, everybody knows who they are. They became famous. They've been bigger and better things. Even uh, Peter May, who was in the Chewbacca costume, he was pretty well known. You know, you knew who he was. But Darth Vader, the, the actor David Prowse, was overshone because they had someone else do his voice. So he was just the guy in a suit. So you didn't really get to see who he looked yeah, like. Weird. Why didn't they? I wonder why they didn't want him to do it. Maybe his voice just wasn't Darth Vader enough. Um. Yeah. George Lucas wanted a, a voice that somebody had, like the deep voice of a of a person and was evil and and like there are like if you go onto YouTube, you can hear his him actually reading the lines because he thought he was gonna be the voice and then he wasn't wow. and then you see it. So then they did the same thing with other characters because like when you have all the the, the costumes and, and heavy makeup on, it's very hard to hear your voice. Oh yeah. And then as far as I know, as, as you are an actress, you would know that you have to you have to go and you have to dub your lines in afterwards and ADR. So a lot you know, of- I wonder what he thought about it, because I would be a little bit upset or miffed. I don't use that word. He that was- my voice, isn't it? However, it, it, if you get paid nicely, I mean, it makes your job pretty easy. You don't have to learn any lines. Well, I, I cannot speak for, for Jeremy, but I know that and he had a his character was not a huge character, but he had such an impact in the two movies that he was in, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. But I know David Prowse was very miffed when he found out because as far mm. as I know, he did not know until the movie came out. And he oh was like, my God. That's not my voice. And so he must have recorded everything. The only way to not know, he must have recorded everything and no one said anything. And then you find out. That's that's betrayal. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he did any ADR. I think that oh, at the gosh. time, back then anyway, it was recorded as it was recorded. Huh. I mean, with, the, with the boom mic and everything and the lines were picked up and then, yeah. So, All right. Well, now that it's too late and people are dead, I <laughs> actually am interested in Star Wars. I just want to know about this whole situation of the voice recording. There's there's tons of documentaries <laughs> about it. So, I mean, you would probably be better, Pooey, you would probably be better off watching a documentary than the actual uh, movies in this in this case, mm. learn the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, Jeremy was uh, a, a young, super young, seventy five years old. Yeah. <sighs> All right, final bit of sad news. Uh, writer and director David Gillier, Gillier, Geiler, G I L E R, Geiler, Giller. Any any help on that, Jen? No idea. No idea. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Let's ask him. <laughs> also died recently of cancer. Uh, David had a hand in creating such films as Fun with Dick and Jane, uh, Beverly Hills Cop Part 2, The Money Pit, which I love The Money Pit. It's probably one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. Uh, Let It Ride, Demon Knight, Undisputed, Alien, as well as the sequels Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection, Alien vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, Prometheus, and Alien Covenant, just to name a few. Obviously, he had a huge hand in the Alien franchise. Um, he was just uh, 77. You're an alien. You know anything about aliens or, or the money pit or even? I, I think too? I am an alien. Um, but aside from that, the <laughs> money pit, love that movie. And that's what I always think about, you know, when it comes to buying houses or buying anything. I always think, okay, you don't want it to be the money pit. I use that as my cautionary tale. So it's very educational for me. I remember seeing that movie. I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it on, on home on my big old TV that I was just mentioning before. And it was just a really good, entertaining film. And mm-hmm. that was when Wacky Tom Hanks was the best on top before it became Serious Tom Hanks. And I always liked Wacky Tom Hanks. And it's I the remember, only Tom Hanks I like. And I remember it was so weird because at the time, there was a TV show called Friday the 13th, the series, which had nothing to do with Friday the 13th, the, the, the Jason hockey mask guy. Oh. And it was a X-Files before X-Files was a thing where they used to hunt uh, cursed objects. And the female lead was in that movie. So when she was, she was pretty big at the time. So, you know, when you have a movie and you have somebody who has a bit part, but they always say that mm-hmm. the person is starring in that movie. Mm-hmm. They mentioned that she was starring in that movie. So that was why I went to see it on TV and I watched the whole movie. And I was like, I didn't even see her in it. And I watched it again yeah, and I watched it. I didn't even see her. But then years later, because thanks to the internet, she had a small part in the very end of the movie. I was like, oh, there she is. Yeah, and that's that was, a little uh, misleading. That was actress Roby. That was her name. She had one word, Roby, R-O-B-Y. Roby. That, that's yeah. it? She's just like Madonna? Yeah, that was that was her thing. Her Roby, R-O-B-Y. She didn't have a last name, at least from what I remember. But that was starring Roby, hmm. yeah. Um, so moving on to the not as sad news from the virtual reunion department. The cast of The Sopranos reunited recently for a special table read for charity. What makes this a cut above the rest is that the reunion table reads was a brand new story co-written by series creator David Chase and longtime writer slash executive producer Terrence Winter. Uh, the story, titled Bada Bing Bada Zoom, had the cast members reuniting for an online group therapy session with Dr. Jennifer uh, Melfi, who was a therapist on the series. On hand for the table read were actors such as Steve Buscemi, Lauren Bracco, David Chase, Edie Falco, Michael Imporioli, Robert Alger, Drea DeMatteo, Tim Van Patten, Stephen, oh boy, Sharipa, 
uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler, Maureen Van Zant, Steve Van Sant, and Terrence Winter all reprising their roles from the series. Um, the entire show, along with the Q&A afterwards, can be seen on YouTube. Were you a Sopranos fan? Um, I, I saw a couple episodes, but Jamie Lynn Segler, we went to the same high school, so I remember seeing her around school. Did you really? Um, yeah, you're hearing all about her. She did a lot of work with eating disorder recovery. Supposedly she had a lot of problems <laughs> back then, but she was very well liked. And uh, Steve Buscemi, I bumped into in the Hamptons. I didn't literally bump into him, but I, I saw him, and I remember thinking it was really cool to see him. Huh. Um, so we have some local stars here. And then the jo- Jennifer Melfi, I've been told I sound like her a lot, the therapist. But I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, but... I've never seen anything of Sopranos. And I know mm. that they actually uh, – actually, we sent uh, Charlie, senior correspondent Charlie Saladino and uh, Dominic Pronto Comics of Man Sperano to the Sopranos convention, which was about a year ago. It was around mm-hmm. Thanksgiving time. And it was like a big celebration of Sopranos. And it was going to go strong, but for the – ongoing pandemic they had to put a put a pin in that but yeah it was a big thing at the time so i know there's huge fans and if you love the table reads which is a great thing i think one of the silver lines that came out of the pandemic is that they had a lot of cash unions to read uh table reads from uh, series and episodes or even movies but this one is special because it's a new scene written by the people who made the show with characters mm. from the show so if you're any type of fan of that at all these guys go check it out and it's for charity yeah that, that actually seems like a good zoom i'd want to tune into yeah. yeah um moving on from the 52 no more department dc comics has announced as of march 2021 they will be reducing the number of single titles from 52 down to just quote unquote 34 per month what makes this interesting is that while comic book properties are a multi-billion dollar industry, global pandemic excluding, the second biggest publisher of comics is reducing the amount of books being published. This also gives credence to the rumors that at and who now owns Warner Brothers, is looking to get rid of its comic division altogether. Um, this is something that uh, reminds me of what happened back in the 70s and 80s. Um, the TV properties were and the merchandising were more important than the source material of the comic books. Uh, one of the, the things about was Wonder Woman comics, because Wonder Woman is a big thing right now. They said that the comics that they were publishing for Wonder Woman weren't selling at all. Nobody was reading Wonder Woman comics, but mm. the Wonder Woman merchandising, that was where the cash cow was in. So they just kept on printing the book to keep the licensing for the merchandising. You know, one woman yeah. under bruise, one woman this, one woman that. I mean, did you have any one woman stuff when you were a kid? Blanket? No, right? nothing. No one woman stuff at all? No, I really wasn't into cartoons and comics. I, I, I told you I was like a nine-year-old lady in a six-year-old body and still the same. kind of. But you didn't get like a, a blanket or a... No. Wow. Oh, God, I would have hated that. No, wow. no, 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 no. I like like stuff that, you know, a rich 80-year-old would like. And I've always been like that. All right, so maybe a knitted, <laughs> a, a one woman knitted uh, a scarf. I can see warm. that. Yeah, I can see that. But I don't know. I, I, it doesn't really have sexy stuff and humor. That's what I look for. So I don't know. Wonder Woman. I see the old school Wonder Woman, the original actress. I like the photos of her. Her modeling photos are beautiful. Yes. I like that. She still got mm-hmm. it, by the way. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But what makes this, like I said, this, you have the second biggest comic book publisher of the entire United States just 
cutting their cutting their uh, source material. It's it's yeah. so weird how, as I've I've been saying this for a while, that comic the today's comic book fans don't read comics; they only watch the movies and the TV show. And it's it's so weird how there's a disconnect between the source material of the comics, and what comes on on the people who watch it on the screen. Like, I, I'm sure you're not you're not big on pop culture, Jen, but Mm-mm. if you had a choice to read a comic book or watch a comic book movie, what would you pick? I'm going to have to go with the trend. The trend is to watch TV and movies and not read books. Exactly. I probably I, would watch it. Yeah. It's so weird. I think it's, 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 it's so weird how that is the, the, the general populace. And it's kind of sad that all these creators, I mean, excluding Stan Lee, because he was Stan Lee, but they aren't getting the recognition or the money. Because, I mean, you know, who wants to you know? The money is where the important thing is for, for this to, to be a for them putting their contributions on, on the screen. It's kind of crazy how that is. Yeah, it is sad. All authors, and I, I, I have a lot of people come to me and say they want to write a book on this, and my dad wants to write a book on dentistry. I said a lot of people aren't reading, so you'd be better off just making a one-minute video. Yeah, a lot of it, it's sad. There's a lot of great literature that's really getting zero attention right now. And of course, um, I, I think this has been mentioned by other people, but I will re-mention it if that's the thing. Um, the comic books and, and uh, comic book properties in the movies and TV and stuff, they're actually taking stuff from the comic books and then turning it into TV shows and movies. But then when there are no more comic books and movies, the new comic book movies will be taking stuff from their own comic book movies. So it's going to be a, a, a law of diminishing returns where it's going to be a cycle of them recycling stuff that has no basis in the original source material. It's kind of weird mm-hmm. how that's, that's, that's going to happen. Yeah, it's definitely a different trend. I think we're going to see things shifting a lot in the next few years, even months. Yeah, I mean, we have been mm-hmm. talking about how the, the movie theater industry is changing right now. The streaming service is changing right now. This is all happening right now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on from the... What do you mean there's noise? You mean I got to drink this coffee hot? ...department. In a previous episode of our show, we announced that the long-anticipated game, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which had a record-breaking over 8 million pre-sale units sold, was released with many, many bugs and defects, mostly affecting the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of the game. Apparently, due to the backlash, Sony and Microsoft both offered refunds for the game, which in and of itself is a rare occurrence. But Sony has gone one step further and removed the game entirely from its PlayStation Store, meaning that no further copies can be bought for the PlayStation 4. Um, of course, it seems that the internet is still isn't happy as players have gone to social media to complain that despite getting refunded, that they are unable to access or play the game anymore. Well, it just sounds like Cyberpunk has been excommunicated from everything. Um, it's it's weird. Like we were talking about this, I think it was last week. We were talking about it in a previous show about how it was eight million. Uh, I, I kept on saying eight million, but not eight million dollars. Eight million units sold. Mm-hmm. So you figure eight million times fifty, sixty dollars a pop. Yeah, that's how wow. much money they made. Not eight million dollars. They made hundreds of millions of dollars in pre-sales. So that's before the thing even hit the stores. They made all this big bag of money, and they 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 unleashed unleashed a, a subpar product for a lot of the systems. And now the companies 
are, are, are doing something. They are saying, hey, we're going to give a refund. Not the cyberpunk guys, the, the, the Sony and, and PlayStation. I, I was surprised that they did that. Because really, mm. you know, you buy a game and you know it's it's what you you knew you were getting into. You bought the game, you know, suck it. That's that's basically yeah. what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for them to do that, it has to be a huge, huge errors and glitches. Like I can only imagine how bad this game is. I've seen stuff online, which I've seen, you know, some graphic stuff, but even that, I'm like, all right, well, they'll fix it. But it's it's gotten to such a point where they just know you can't even play the game, and then the the cherry on top. Is if you're like, well, I got a refund, great, but then they still want to play the game. Yeah, well, you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too, can you? I I guess not. I mean, I know that you're not a big fan of gamers, uh, Jen. No, no, I'm not. I'm not anti gamers. You have game bashed many of people. On well, the- I I bash everything. I bash Christmas. I bash marriage, but I'm not anti. I'm, <laughs> I bash. I bash working you, out. I bash you, trainers. <laughs> I bash everyone. You're equally. You're an equal basher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a dark side to everything. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, for sure. But I think it can be part of a healthy living plan. But so, what are your what are your thoughts on how? The companies have stepped in. I think it's great. You know, if you put out, if I put out a subpar product, I would do the same thing. I'd refund everyone. And then if I really am so ashamed and, or I think it's not a good reflection of my work, I would remove it. I, I think it's the right move to do if you put out something that's you're not proud of. Now, I'm wondering if there is some type of um, recourse that they can make, like PlayStation and Sony. Uh, so PlayStation, they're the same company. So Sony and Microsoft. Because if they're the ones giving the refunds, not the company who made the 8 million units sold, like, do they now in turn go after the company that made the game? Or is yeah, it, I'm wondering or does it fall upon their own shoulders? Wondering the same thing. I'm curious on that one. Like, I know there's been reports that the stock of the, the company that made the game has been going down steadily because of all this mm-hmm. bad press and bad stuff. But for them to actually turn around and go after that, the people that made, it's like if you make a movie mm-hmm. and then, you know, you go see the movie theater and you're like, well, this movie is terrible. And it's so bad that the movie theaters are giving refunds. Mm-hmm. Do then the movie theaters turn around and go, Hey, movie who made guys who made this movie, we should sue you for giving us a bad product. Cause yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they don't, test it themselves you know they they, they they just they're just the middleman i wonder huh. uh, you you would you would actually you would think maybe the protocol will be different after this maybe sony and microsoft are going to start testing the heck out of things before putting it out maybe yeah. yeah right it's like well maybe a few of us played the game we would have realized and then we wouldn't have lost millions and millions of dollars because i know having worked at a movie theater you know you have a refund which was which was very frowned upon <laughs> Right. You didn't you didn't take it any step further. But if this is so bad that all the movie theaters or all the tired companies like, yeah, we're going to give massive refunds. We're going to pull the movie from our screens. That's a huge thing in the gaming world. Like if you put it in that kind of perspective, like if you if you have a subscribe to Netflix and you watch a movie and like, well, this movie is so bad, you cancel the Netflix. They'll take it off Netflix. They'll give you the money back for Netflix. You know, Mm -hmm. it's one of those weird things like. This is another one of those different things, how things work for, for the gaming industry. It's, it's huge. Yeah, I wonder <sighs> if the creators of Cyberpunk are now going to owe Sony and Microsoft money. I, I would think yes, because otherwise Sony and Microsoft are losing a lot of money and then Cyberpunk Punk wins the money. That doesn't make any sense. 
I guess time will tell. Yeah, um, I'm curious. Moving on, speaking of movies, from the small gesture department, Warner Brothers has announced that HBO Max will premiere the new Wonder Woman film on the streaming service at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Christmas Day, as opposed to its normal 3 a.m. release time that they release everything else. Rumors are abound as to why the delay from giving the East Coast movie theaters time to show the film as it's being released in the same time in whatever theaters are still open, to the fact that they want to get the most eyeballs on the film after gifts are being opened. Um, no word has been announced on any of the other expected dual release films. So yeah, um, that's kind of weird that normally it's released at 3 a.m., everybody will watch it, but because it's Christmas Eve today, which is tonight actually, as of this mm-hmm. recording, they're like, nope, we're going to make you wait to see it only on the East Coast. like. If you're in the West Coast, you would see it normal time because that's uh, three hours earlier. So you, that doesn't even affect the movie theaters on, on the West Coast. But on the East Coast, you can at least squeeze in a, a world premiere in your theater if it's still open. What are, 3 what do you a.m.? 3 a.m. is the normal time of releases? No, no. I'm saying 12 p.m. is, is when No, I know. But you said normal is 3 a.m. So normal is 3 well, a.m.? On streaming services. I had no idea. I mean, I would do 12. Yeah, because I would say, hey, in the first hour, we got this many views. How many views are you really going to get three in the morning? I mean, most normal people are sleeping. Well, well, since I, I'm, I'm going to be not normal, you know, if I know something's going to release at 3 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, like me, I would wake wait till 3 o'clock. I would still probably be up at 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes wow. to see stuff being released. I'm like, ooh, this is new. And then all of but a sudden it's still going to be there like four hours later. <laughs> This is true, but if it's there, it's like if somebody came along and uh, like here's some free pizza, and they maybe put it in front of you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, have some pizza. I'm, I'm gonna have some pizza right now. It'll be there mm-hmm. tomorrow, but it's not as fresh as it is right now. Mm, okay. But mm. it's just weird how I, I I think they're they're trying to let the the theaters on the East Coast get a get a hand up. I mean, I can't think of any other reason why they would wait. I always say 12 because that's when people are going to be free. That's my, my uh, hypothesis. By 12 o'clock, people are going to be ready to watch the show, and they're going to get a lot more views in less time. So then they can brag, oh, in the first three hours. Right. I think right. in the first three hours from 12 to 3, they're going to get a lot more than 3 to 6. Which is, which is very true. And mm-hmm. as, as I just mentioned not more than a few minutes ago, I used to work in a movie theater. And mm-hmm. on Christmas Day, it was super slow in the morning. When 12 mm. o'clock hit, it was like they rang a bell and everybody's ran <laughs> to the movie theater. Exactly. We used to get hit so hard. It was just like it was dead, slow, slow, slow. And then every, without fail, I worked for a movie theater 10 years. I was hmm. 10 Christmases I worked. And every time without fail, it was like, all right, everybody open your gifts and then out, go and see the movies right now and it was just like a floodgate of people just coming in so maybe that maybe that's why they want the they want to say hey because remember this is an experiment for um hbo and warner brothers mm-hmm. to, to release a huge movie for free on their streaming service and in theaters at the same time yeah i would say they're trying to get records more bragging rights so uh final bit of news from the speaking of streaming services uh netflix has announced that season two of the series Umbrella Academy is the most popular original show in 2020. Uh, for those of you who do not know, the Umbrella Academy, the Umbrella Academy follows a group of adoptive siblings who possess superpowers who are trying to stop the apocalypse. 
Of note, Black Mirror, Mindhunter, Glow, and Orange is the New Black rounded out the top five of the best shows, of the highest rated shows of uh, 2020, all of which had no new episodes this year. And the first season of Umbrella Academy was number three in the rankings last year. So that's kind of interesting how no new show topped the top five, excluding Umbrella Academy. Did you watch Umbrella Academy? Uh, yeah, the guy I'm seeing always shows me shows that I'm not interested in. <laughs> we have very different tastes. And I don't think he's shown me a single show where I'm like, oh, I like the show. I'm going to watch it by myself when you're not here. Every show, I'm just like, snooze. So Umbrella was the first show he showed me where I'm like, all right, eh, I'm okay. I'm not dying. But it, it was kind of boring. Um, so did you see both seasons or you only saw the first one? I saw maybe like five episodes. Very, very well done. Very well done. But I I'd rather it... watch Seinfeld. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what about Black Mirror, Mindhunter Glow, or Orange is the New Black? Okay. Love Glow. Love, love, love everything. Everyone could, can Oh, my God. Orange is the New Black. Eh, yeah. Very entertaining, too. Mindhunter can't tell you. Black Mirror, I saw the first episode, and that um, Matt Damon guy was great in it. <laughs> no, there's like a Matt Damon lookalike in Black Mirror. So um, I was a fan of Glow, and I, I really enjoyed it. And it's sad so that due to the pandemic, it got canceled. Like, yeah, it was supposed so to have, sad. They announced it. They were going to have, I mean, as far as I know, everybody got paid for Yeah, which is so cool. But they just did not do the production because it was unfeasible to do it mm-hmm. in a wrestling. And Mark Marin's great and Allison Bree is great. I'm just a huge fan of that show. Yeah, so no new episodes of Glow this year. And yet, that was number three or number four out of the top five for Netflix. So it's weird how Netflix is putting in a huge amount of money. Like, they're just throwing money left and right to try and fight off the evil company that's Disney most likely and all the other streaming services to make new stuff. And it's just not resonating. I think that's so interesting. Hmm. Well, I mean, we're going to see everyone competing HBO max now competing more. We'll probably see more subscriptions for that. Disney, Netflix, Hulu, they're all going to be battling uh, it out. Peacock, um, that's the NBC one. Uh, Paramount has one. Uh, CBS All Access has one. Yeah. I never hear about Peacock. I don't know anyone that has that. Um, well, they just had the um, Say by the Bell reunion oh, on Peacock. Gotcha. Matter of fact, that's the only thing I know that's on Peacock. Wow. And of course, all the other NBC shows. So Seinfeld, I guess, would be on Peacock in theory. Interesting. I know Seinfeld is on, Seinfeld's on Hulu? Hulu and yeah. Netflix. I think both of them. So I'm sure as time goes on, they're going the 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 agreements and and deals are going to be starting to spread out to whatever the respective platform is. Yeah. So I think that's it's it's just weird how this whole streaming service is and how that's where the money is now, especially now as as we've been talking about how movie theaters are struggling before the pandemic and now they're really struggling. Yeah. At this time. Movie theaters and cable you're seeing going out. And right at the time where cable's going out, I might be hosting a cable show very soon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's it for the news. Um, usually we have a final thought, but this time I'm going to ask you if you have any predictions for 2021, because this is the last, oh. this is the last uh, oh show of 2020, not the last um, so I want I would... listeners. What, what do you think? Do you have any, uh, any inkling because if we were here last year at this time and we did some predictions, there would be no, mm. 
No, we weren't even close. So do you, do you have any final predictions slash thoughts? All right. Well, with no preparation, because we didn't practice, I'm just going <laughs> yeah, to freestyle this. It just popped in my, just popped in my um, head. Like, yeah. Well, I see more people being life coaches and gurus of all kinds than ever because everything's online nowadays. So I see a little bit of a backlash or so it's a more lack competition for you. I, I guess, but I've actually moved away from that in 2016. So a lot of people don't even know that I'm a health counselor and a trainer because I just find it so cringy to advertise. But you see more advertisements than ever. I've even had people try to solicit me to teach me how to be a life coach. And I say, excuse me, I've been doing this since 2009. But <laughs> it's, just, it's so cringy to promote. So there's a lot of self-promotion. I think we're going to see more people being turned off to the online sales and ever obviously more streaming services i don't see it being good for movie theaters at all or broadway shows um i do think we're going to see a backlash against pc culture and i'm seeing that already in the comedy community where people are just kind of challenging it kind of like i do where it's like you know what cancel me come at me bro um definitely more interest in health i see the paradigm of health shifting a lot um even monthly in the next few years i think we're going to see more natural cures that are not necessarily in line with pharmaceutical company um recommendations because i think a lot of people are waking up to the facts that um you know there's a whole world out there that lives outside of patents and mainstream media right so um yeah i think we're going to see more of a trend of people that are outside mainstream media getting a lot more respect so those are some of my predictions i think um the streaming wars will be the talk of the town i think that the movie theaters if they can't get their act together are going to be starting to dwindle yes i also believe that this is the perfect time for the independent creator like this, 100%. people will be starting to look for more independent con, uh, content and the fact that it's more accessible and more easy to do. And a lot of people have been you know, locked down for all this time. I think that this is their moment to shine. I mean, as we've mm-hmm. been seeing for the past, geez, I don't know, 15 years, how the, the social media stars have been on the rise. Mm-hmm. I think the the bigger actual quote quote unquote actual celebrities will start having their own content more and more. Like how many mm-hmm. celebrities have their own podcast? You just mentioned Mark Maron, right? He has his own podcast. I know um, there was a, the, the show The Good Place. Uh, the guy who uh, played the bad guy on that, The Devil, he has his own podcast. So I think that's going to be the the new trend is that independent creators and a lot of um, people are going to take it into their own reins as opposed to the big studio companies. Oh yeah. Are going to be hurting because everybody's going to be able to do it themselves. And podcasts, they're already the new business cards, but I think they're officially going to be the new business cards within the next year and a half. It's almost going to be like, if you don't have a podcast, you know, you don't have a website. (laughs) And I also think that the conventions are going to be hurting for a long time. I don't. I. I yeah. honestly don't think, even with the vaccine coming in, that the conventions will. You'll be able to have a massive convention right now. You can't have you know five hundred thousand people in one spot this year. And if it does, it'll probably be at the very end of the of twenty twenty one. And so I also think that that's mm-hmm. going to be hurting for a lot of. Um, 
so people will be starving for content, but then everybody will be able to make their own content. So it's kind of some weird, weird, weird uh, amalgam of how that's going to be. Yeah, the celebrities I don't think are going to be made from cable vision or from Hollywood anymore. I, I don't see that being the hub. I think a lot of people are going to be able to live um, in different places they normally would and also be famous. Yeah. So that is um, it for the news. That's it for our little segment. Um, I guess I will, let's, let's end the segment on a positive note. Hopefully you'll have a, a safe, <laughs> happy, healthy 2021 and be able to listen to our show next year at this time. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. our, our new predictions of the, the upcoming year. Um, final thought, anything else you want to say before we uh, take a break? Uh, just take great care of yourself because the better you take care of yourself, the more you're going to be able to roll with the punches. And life is always full of punches in every year. All right. So with that, we're going to take our break. We'll be right back with It Came From The Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or a product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. New comics are back at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. This December, get ready for the next Marvel Comics event, King in Black. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 7, Thursday from 2 to 7, Friday from 2 to 7, and Saturday from noon to 5. So if you want the latest Marvel, DC, Image, or independent comics, back issues, comic book supplies, or magic cards, please call Chuck at 516-763-1133 for all the details. That's Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. Thank you and stay safe. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Jay Brennan Lee, and we're here to talk about music, movies, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today we're going to talk about the holidays and the snowstorm that just happened. That's right. There was our first major snowstorm. Uh, we'll get back to that because there was some cool stuff that we did. Um, but let's go to the presents of the holidays. <laughs> what did you get that you like? For Hanukkah. Uh, I got rings. I also got some makeup, lipstick, because I ran out of it. And I know I'm getting archery supplies because I picked that out. <laughs> archery <laughs> so supplies. The... A bow and arrows. Yeah. Yes. That's kind of <laughs> cool. So you got a... Uh, what color was it again? It was all blue, and then the arrows were purple, green, and and the... White? Yeah, and white. But that was the feather part, but the arrow yeah. itself is still the blue. The arrow itself is... I'm pretty sure that's purple. Oh, I don't know. I can't tell the difference. It's like this weirdish <laughs> bluish purple thing. All right. Well, anyway, are you going to call your bow something like what's the name of a bow that you're gonna call it i have absolutely no idea come on (laughs) you i mean the guy at the store said blue crush right i was what did i say the blueberry or (laughs) something i don't know blue sparrow the blue sparrow yeah well come on somebody's got to have a name for your you know your bow and and maybe even the arrows do you name the arrows i don't even know i have no idea but do you want to name it It'll remain anonymous. (laughs) Anonymous? That is terrible. Come on. (laughs) I don't know. know. Well, if anybody has a suggestion, somebody has to have a suggestion out there, please send us a suggestion. We want to know what color, well, what we should call the the bow. bow, Okay. All right. Fine. Since that's part of the holidays, you don't know what you're going to call it. We'll move on to the snowstorm. 
we just had our first snowstorm here in New York. Um, you weren't even outside. I still got snow, though. <laughs> what do you mean you got snow? Riley got me snow. And how did he, he just got you a cup of snow? Exactly. So he went outside, got you a cup of snow, and gave it to you. Yeah. And that was <laughs> your winter experience so mm -hmm. far. <laughs> okay. I'm not looking to get layered up because it, it, there's too much gear. Too much gear? Come on. It's way too much gear. You can't tell me that you like that. Well, I don't like putting on the boots, but I don't mind so much the other stuff. You look like, everyone looks like an Oompa Loompa. With it. I, don't, I don't know about an Oompa Loompa, but maybe a starfish. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, a blowfish, I think. A blowfish, something like that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, well, you know what? I guess your favorite part was the hot cocoa bomb that we made, right? Yeah, either that or... Well, maybe people don't know what the cocoa bomb is. You should explain oh, it. Uh, well, basically, it's a chocolate ball, and inside of it is marshmallows and hot chocolate. Powder. Uh, hot chocolate powder, yeah. And then you put it into a cup of hot milk, and it explodes. Well, not really explodes, but... It kind of melts into the... Yeah, it's sort of like a bath bomb, but it melts into... The it, milk. It's edible. <laughs> right, you mix it up, and some... Yeah. What's it called? Marshmallows pop up. They were different colored marshmallows, kind of like the ones that like you get out of like a... Um, is it Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms, yeah, the Lucky Charms kind of stuff. They sort of tasted like the Lucky Charms one, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, the ones that we got, it was pretty good. It was at a place called Chocolate Works. Yeah, Chocolate Works is really good. They have a lot of good chocolate. A lot of good chocolates. All right, well, you know, um, so that was a good experience there. Yeah. I I went uh, sledding with, with my boy Riley there, and um, I did not sled per se, but I walked to the mountain. <laughs> And, and watch them sled. And uh, and the wind was in my face a lot, and that was not the best. But I had fun. I was outside. And I, I was inside. <laughs> and I shoveled a lot. I was cutting vegetables. Yeah, you cut vegetables for soup, and I was shoveling. All right, <laughs> shoveling and sledding. All right, guys. Well, you know, maybe you guys should let us know what your experience was when uh, during the snowstorm, or what kind of presents you've gotten so for the holidays. All right, let us know on the links or in comments or whatever, and that'll be pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. Okay, see you. Hey, guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on breads, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C-K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to the Channel from Radio D. It's the show, The Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. As I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm going to be talking about the new Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman Part 2. Or one woman eighty four, as people like to call it. And this will be a spoiler-ish discussion, so you may hear some spoilers. So don't listen to us, or watch the movie and come back, or don't watch the movie. But just know that there will be spoilers abound in this discussion. Um, I just saw it. Uh, I usually like to say what I think of before going in, that way you know where my thought process is. So I was a big fan of one woman. Loved Linda Carter as the uh, in the TV series. Um, appreciate her in the cartoons. Uh, she, Chloe used to read a couple of comic books. Uh, Joy, one woman, 
as a character. And then the new movie came out, the first one, uh, One Woman with uh, Gal Gadot. And I was not driving. I did not drink the Kool-Aid. I wasn't driving on the, the One Woman train. It was an all right movie. It wasn't the second coming of movies as everybody was making it out to be. It was all right. A couple of things bothered me for it. But, yeah, it was what it was. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't a great movie. It was all right. I've, I've, seen, I've seen better and huh, I've seen much, 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 much worse. So that takes us to this new movie. Uh, sequel made in set in 1984 which one thing i have to give it credit for is that most films that are set in the 80s or 90s go out of their way and hit it over your head that they're in the 80s and 90s like good god they have to keep on reminding you of that's the time period that they're in and this movie did not so right there kudos for that a lot of things just didn't make sense to me uh one woman her costume is bright colorful thing and she's running around in her costume doing superhero things trying to be undercover in broad daylight that's not how you do it it doesn't make sense and her being able to swap into and out of her costume i mean superheroes do do it but for this in this world she actually has to put the armor on or wear the armor underneath her clothes it just doesn't float for me um have bring they brought back uh, steve trevor having him being able to so easily acclimate himself to the the 80s was very off-putting to me and the fact that he was able to fly a plane was no problem fancy plane it was all right you know if you if you think about it you take people who were born in the 2000s or people who were adults in the 2000s or, or the 90s giving technology for now is very difficult to get them to figure out stuff so just having them to be able to fly a plane with no worries at all i wasn't i wasn't floating for that either uh, kristen wig uh, she played the villain uh, one of the villains in a movie she played cheetah and I felt that she was doing her best Jamie Foxx impression from the second, second Spider-Man film. That was Amazing Spider-Man Part 2 when uh, Jamie Foxx played Electro. It was just over the top and it just didn't seem to fit into the, uh, the story. And I don't know, it just, it just, I wasn't feeling that either. Uh, one woman apparently now has Spider-Man-like abilities. She's able to swing, use her uh, rope, uh, the lasso of truth, to swing around like Spider-Man does because, you know, why not? And she swings onto lightning bolts because why not? And swings onto clouds because why not? It's just, that was just too much of the suspension of disbelief for me. Um, this movie, I felt, wasn't as good as the first one, which is which is hard to say because, like I mentioned before, I wasn't a great fan of the first one. And now this one is less than the original the the second one is less than the original um i find that in this film the third act they really it really wasn't well thought out you, you figure they have the big showdown which i have to give them credit for that they decided to go in a different route instead of a giant fight at the end they had the fight but that wasn't the main point it was trying to give a message um, i think the message was good but the execution of said message wasn't that great. They made it, they went out of their way to show that the, the force field that uh, Max Lord was projecting or whatever energy was coming out of him was too much for Wonder Woman to, to penetrate, let alone get her lasso through. And then all of a sudden the lasso did get through. So like the consistency wasn't that great. Um, but I do want to give a, a praise, which I find was the best part of the entire film was the cameo at the end credits scene and that actually got me excited and made me happy so i think it, it shot me full of nostalgia and just the fact that i believe 
that this will finally bridge the gap between the the the, the one woman characters throughout the years and hopefully there will be a third one woman film which most likely there will be and they will finally have the two characters from the end credit scene to Yagado working together in some way, shape, and form, and giving homage to the source material of of where it all came from. Uh, so overall, I say, as as we talked about earlier in the show and many other episodes, shows available on HBO Max as well as in the theaters. There are other places you can see it as well. Wink, wink. Um, I would say it's it's worth five dollar film. You know, it's it's not worth uh, a trip to the movie theater in the pandemic. It's not worth uh, twenty dollars to see it, but a good five dollar early matinee, a uh, cheapo screening to see it rented on a DVD. It's it's a good watch. Uh, so yeah, so with that, we're going to take our break, and we'll be right back with it came from the radio. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. Hi, everyone. This is Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for... My comic book pick of the week. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go... Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. So I normally don't choose Pronto Comics comics for the pick of the week this week. However, I have to say we have probably one of the best comics out there for the holiday season winter coming up. And that comic is called The Mountaintop. It's good for all ages, but particularly for little kids, especially kids that um, haven't learned to read yet. And it's very visual. There really are no words in the comic. And it's just about two kids uh, having an adventure. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you and the surprise ending that comes with it. But it's two kids on a on a lovely little adventure. It is beautifully illustrated. It is just gorgeous to look at. Um, you can make the story up with your kids, especially if they're really little. I've given it to friends. Um, it always does well whenever we sell it at a show. So I really recommend it. It was written by a great writer, Kevin Byrne, and it was uh, illustrated by an amazing uh, illustrator, Suzanne Fior. And even the the cover's gorgeous, and the cover was done actually by my uh, by my cousin, uh, Corrine Quinn, um, and I got to edit it. Like I said, I normally don't plug Pronto Comics here. I feel it, it would be a little in bad taste to do this. But I firmly believe that if you, you get this comic, you're going to enjoy it, especially if, if you have young kids. It's going to really help um, get them through the winter a little bit and through a potential second lockdown. Hopefully there won't be one. So you can get this by going to Indie Planet, specifically IndiePlanet.com backslash the dash 
mountaintop dash one. I'll say that again. IndiePlanet.com backslash the dash mountaintop dash one and you can get the mountaintop. It's a print-on-demand, so that means you're going to get a f regular hardcover copy of the book. It'll be shipped to you from Indie Planet themselves. Um, it's only $3, plus whatever the shipping is, I guess. Um, really inexpensive. Have it come to you. You're going to really enjoy it. I promise you, you're going to really like this comic. I love this comic. I was very proud to be an editor on the comic. Um, you can always just go to IndiePlanet.com and just look in the search for the mountaintop as well if you couldn't quite catch what the uh, URL is. But one more time, IndiePlanet.com backslash the dash mountaintop, one word, dash one. Go pick it up. Um, enjoy it with your kids with some hot cocoa on a snowy day when you're in your pajamas, and it's going to help make your your winter a little bit better a little more bearable and if you get it maybe even in the holiday season because i know when this airs it's going to be past christmas but you could probably get it before new year's and just enjoy thank you very much thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed this week's pick please remember you can go and check out my own personal web comic at fishy sarcasm.com you can come a patreon of the comic, it's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there, I promise you that. Also, please go and check out ProntoComics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember... This boy is ignorance. This girl is want. Beware of both of them, but most of all, beware the boy. For on his forehead I see that written which is doom. Unless the writing is erased. If you deny him... Slander those who tell others about him. Admit he exists, but do nothing about it. Then doom will engulf you all. I wish you a very merry holiday season and a happy, safe, healthy, and prosperous new year. Hey kids, this is CJ Ramon of the world famous Ramones, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on It Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show, tough. go to our website, www.itcamefromtheradio.com. Listen to archives we up in a week or so. Check us out on such places such as btdradio.com, goodtalkradio.com, or our social media pages such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or just Google It Came From The Radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.